back everybody to a marvelous to a fantastic brand new episode of the nerdiest podcast in the midwest the one where we take a dive into comic-con territory the midwestern nerds podcast i'm your host for this week brian stoffel joined as always by my co-host ko kyle Wilson. We are the Midwesterners. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwesterners. We are the Midwesterners podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to Midwesterners at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to our podcast wherever you find a podcast. This week, we are playing a little bit of catch up. The last two weeks... We were talking about Thor, the God Butcher Saga. I had a lot of fun with those episodes. I always have fun with the Midwesterners read episodes. It was one of the rare times where I actually got to go back and listen to it during work this week because Kyle ended up editing last week. So I didn't have to like listen to an episode five times in a row and not want to listen to it after it's posted. Then I had a lot of fun even listening to it. And I hope that all of you enjoy listening to those, reading along with us. If you do reach out, let us know what you think of it. It's a lot of fun, and we'd like to know what you guys think of them as well. So, like I said, we are playing catch-up this week. There were some big bombs that were dropped a couple weeks ago at San Diego Comic-Con. To start off this episode, Kyle, let me just ask, have you ever gone or participated in a Comic-Con at all? unfortunately i have not but from all the tv shows that i see of them they look really cool <laughs> you know whenever they have like a big con or a big event or something I, always looks fun no i i would love to especially be, i mean it's i i don't have a lot of money for like cosplay or dress up or anything like that but the few times that i have done it like my star lord costume from about four or five years ago now uh, that was like one of my favorite Halloweens that I've ever done. So like I would, if I ever did do one, I would absolutely full cosplay as something. I don't even know at this point, but yeah, I would, I, I think it'd be so much fun. I'm not a big crowds person, <laughs> but I think, I think that would be my kind of crowd anyway. So I think it'd be awesome. Oh, for sure. We definitely need to change that because Comic-Con is a fun time. I've never been to the big one to San Diego Comic-Con from the things that I've heard about it. I don't think I would like it as much as the cons that I've gone to. Uh, we here in the Midwest, we go to all the cons in Chicago. So the big ones being C2E2 or Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Two C's, two E's, C2E2. The first one I went to, I think was 20, I think it was 2011. And the special thing about that one was... It was before the first Avengers movie came out, right around the time when Captain America, the first Avenger was coming out, and also around the time when the first Thor movie came out. And lo and behold, I got to see a Chris Hemsworth before he was Marvel famous big star. I was probably from like, 
a half football field away from him the whole time. That's about as close as I got. But <laughs> I do have pictures of being in the same room as him, listening to him talk about the movie and his rise into his acting career and all that stuff. It was it was a pretty cool first con experience. I've gotten to meet Stan Lee at a Comic-Con before. And one of my all-time favorite memories was when I did a photo with my favorite doctor from Doctor Who. And the photographer had some issues with her camera. And so she snapped the photo. And I was like, okay, like, this is basically like a cattle line. Like, you, you stand, you get your picture taken, you, you walk out. So I'm walking out. And all of a sudden, I feel a hand on my shoulder. And it's the doctor. And he's like, um, I don't think we're quite done here yet. And I was like, what? And I got to have like a five to 10 minute conversation with him as the photographer was like fixing her camera. Like she, her memory card was full and she couldn't find like another memory card. So I just got to stand and have like a five to 10 minute conversation with one of my all time faves. It was phenomenal. These are some of like the magical moments that can happen at Comic-Con. I will say, Make sure you got vacation time saved up if you do ever decide to go to a con and make sure that you save up quite a bit of money because those can make for some very expensive weekends if you need to pay for travel, if you have to pay for like hotels or Airbnb, like some kind of lodging. And then of course, once you get to the con, the majority of cons is like vendors and people selling merch and comics and anything and everything that comic cons now basically turned into entertainment stuff so it's not just the comic book stuff it's not just movies but it's tv it's video games it's anime it's basically any nerdy thing that you can get into is now at comic-con so if you're into all those fandoms make sure you have a decent amount of money with you because you're going to drop a lot of money Every con I've went to, I've dropped a lot of money. Whether or not I've had that money or not, I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the little bit of a of a rundown lowdown of Comic Con in general. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about San Diego Comic Con. Before we get into the main Marvel stuff, we'll just do a quick recap of Comic Con in general. There was a new game of thrones house of the dragon trailer that was dropped and there was a panel for that same thing with lord of the rings kevin smith was there for clerks three uh there was a john wick chapter four trailer that was dropped dungeons and dragon all those trailers were really good those were really fun to watch uh we're not gonna be focusing on them totally in this episode dc showed up kind of they announced it as like a Warner Brothers DC superhero uh, movie event. And they talked about Black Adam. They didn't show a new trailer for that. They did show a new trailer for uh, Shazam 2, which I'm actually pretty excited for. The first Shazam movie is one of my favorite DC movies. It's definitely a sleeper hit if you haven't checked that out. The second trailer and the second movie look almost as good if not better than the first movie so i'm pretty pumped for that and that was about it that was about it for dc at comic con so make way for marvel which a lot of people were wondering how much they were going to be talking about at comic con since disney is having a d23 in september so a few weeks from now september 9th 
Yep. They also have an investor's call, kind of like they did that one time when they, the first time they dropped like all the big stuff that was going on with Star Wars and Marvel, especially like all the phase four announcements. That was at an investor's call. There's one of those scheduled for November, I think. So a lot of people were like, oh, what's Marvel going to talk about here? It's probably going to be just She-Hulk. It's probably going to be Black Panther. We might get like some Guardians 3 or Christmas special news, and that's probably going to be about it. And Kevin Feige said, nope. You, you want to know what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. He gave us not only the rest of Phase 4, but he gave us the lineup for all of Phase 5, and he gave us three big hitters in Phase 6. So that is what we are going to be focusing on talking about today. Before we jump into it, Kyle, did you follow along at all with the panel as the announcements were coming out or on social media? And if not, when you did find out about all the <laughs> announcements, what were your general thoughts and feelings? I did not follow along because I was probably working that day or I was on, I don't know. I've been extremely busy. This has been a busy summer, but when I did finally get to catch up on everything, uh, shout out to new rock stars. They're one of my favorite outlets for that kind of stuff, especially like they do live videos now too. So they, they were doing like a live breakdown of everything and they were trying to guess all the phase six movies that they didn't announce and everything. But that, so when I finally got to catch up with them, it was like, like like you said, like I wasn't expecting that much because I think everyone was expecting D23 to be really the big uh, hitters. And then all of a sudden, like the, the fucking Daredevil, like the, just so many things. The, the, the fact that they gave us the two Avengers, the next two Avengers movies, like that in itself was just what? Like, holy shit. Like it was it was mind blowing. It took me. I, I had to watch the video that they announced everything like two or three times because I, the, I, every time I watched it again, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. They're doing that now. And then I had to watch all the new trailers. I watched the black Panther trailer 30, 40 times by this point. Now it's amazing. Um, yeah, I was just mind blown. I cannot wait for D 23 because I have some predictions about what they're going to uh, reveal then. It, if hopefully it's just as crazy. Yeah. I was just ecstatic after all of these announcements. What's funny was I was in your neck of the woods. I was down in Milwaukee during the Marvel panel at San Diego Comic-Con. I was at the rave seeing my all-time favorite band, Four Years Strong, open up for Newfound Glory. And it was right before the concert started. And, I'm, you know, you're staying around 30, 20, 30 minutes before the opening act comes on and standing around waiting and talking to the crowd around you, talking with my girlfriend who is who joined me there went on my phone <laughs> and then all of a sudden like all the marvel stuff was being announced right before the concert so like i saw a couple of the big things like i saw the captain america news i didn't see the avengers stuff until after the show but i saw the captain america stuff i saw the thunderbolts official announcement and then the one that i was super excited about that like <laughs> I went and I, I shared it with Kyle and I shared it on my social media. And I was like, this is the big news that's dropping. Little did I know they were going to be telling us what the next two <laughs> Avengers movies were. But hands down, there's a little show about a little devil that's coming out that for me, that was one of the biggest drops that they gave out that night. So enough beating around the bush. Let's just jump into it. We're going to go in order of release. Not in order of what they talked about stuff at the con, but in order of release, starting with 
the end of phase four going into phase five kevin feige said that this saga after the infinity saga is called the multiverse saga one could argue that they could rename it to two different things they could name it <laughs> the wongverse saga yep. <laughs> or they could have easily named it devil's reign saga because Ooh. we are getting not only a lot of long but we're getting all of the daredevil and i could not be any more excited let's start off with the show that's coming out in a couple weeks she hulk they showed us a brand new trailer the cast was there they talked about it a little bit there's been a few featurettes and uh exclusives that have come out some clips since comic-con that we could talk about Kyle, did all of these things make you even more excited for the show? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And everyone can stop complaining about the CGI because it looks good now. Because, of course, it does because they weren't finished with it yet. I think the thing that made me the most excited, as everyone probably knows at this point, my favorite superhero is Deadpool. We get our first sense of fourth wall breaking in this show, and I cannot wait, especially because I know we're getting Deadpool in this series. So eventually, we're going to get She-Hulk and Deadpool breaking the fourth wall together, and I cannot wait for that. No, this show's this show looks incredible. I, I, I cannot wait for it because I love, you know, like the lawyer kind of like SVU type of shows. I obviously love MCU. Like all of this is going to be so cool. I cannot wait. The actress, I can't remember her name now, um, but she's phenomenal. I've seen her in a few things too. Yeah. I, I cannot wait for everything that this brings, especially the last shot of that trailer, which I like almost shit my pants. <laughs> I'm so excited uh, as a person who's new to the defenders on partner from Netflix. Uh, I'm completely obsessed with Charlie Cox and Matt Murdock right now. So the fact that we got to see that towards the end, I just absolutely cannot wait. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love everything about the She-Hulk trailer and the show that we're about to get. I think it's just so much fun. I really like that it wasn't in the trailer that they released in Comic-Con, but it was in one of the featurettes that came out afterwards. There's a clip of She-Hulk. She's driving, I think, like a convertible, and she's talking about that fourth wall breaking, and she's like, this isn't a show where we're just going to do some shameless cameo drops every episode, except for Wong and Daredevil and Bruce Banner and all these other things. And I was like, yes! Like, I'm excited for She-Hulk, but I'm excited to see all of those characters mm, in mm. She-Hulk as well. Uh, I agree. I, I love that that she's doing the fourth wall breaking. Uh, it definitely fits with the classic run of the She-Hulk comics. Mm -hmm. And it makes me excited for, like you said, when she eventually does interact with Deadpool in the future. Like, to me, if this is a successful show... And I'm sure they've already planned this out. Like, if you're the writers of Deadpool 3, you got to have She-Hulk in that movie. At least once. You got to have those two interacting and then, like, breaking the fourth wall but not telling each other that they can do that and having them be like, wait, like, you can see them too? Like, some kind of interaction. That's like, like yeah, that. like like Deadpool literally going like, wait, you can you you can see them? <laughs> yeah, the, ah, yes. 
I love even in the trailer when she breaks the fourth wall and Bruce looks at her like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" <laughs> like when I'm, she's I'm looking, looking at, at the us, like the, the thumbnail of the trailer from Marvel's page is literally her staring down the camera while Hulk is like looking at her. Like what the yes. fuck? I love yes. it. So, the double take where like that's her. That's probably the first time that she notices us. I ah uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see how that because that. That opens up scope for her to narrate the show, which I is fine. Like I'm I'm down with that because then you, why not narrate your own show when you know there's an audience there? Love it. Wom shows up in the trailer and has a decent amount of dialogue. If you go on IMDb and look, it's slated that he's supposed to be in six of the nine episodes. Wow. So he's gonna be in a big chunk of that show. But you'd have which... to assume so with his previously established relationship with uh abomination as well with abomination yep it makes me wonder and i'm gonna pose this question to you because i have my thoughts on it too is wong the new nick fury <laughs> well nick fury's off planet we know that um no i mean we're gonna get nick fury and secret invasion soon too i you, you know what i mean though how nick fury basically assembled the first avengers team is wong taking that place now and does Wong know about Kang and all the incursion stuff Ooh. that's coming? And is this why he's in so many different things, talking with so many different heroes, maybe building up this team, getting ready for what's to come? I don't think so. I honestly just think he's because it's it. I mean, it's him, Hulk and Captain Marvel, right? That we're kind of the three left that we're communicating as like, I guess you could quote unquote call it the 616 Illuminati. You really wanted to call it that. But like those three are like kind of the protectors that carried over from Endgame. It's a, it, he is, maybe he is kind of like slowly gathering people, at least gathering a catalog of people, you know, that he could maybe make a big call to if he needs to. I wouldn't necessarily call him the Nick Fury because it's not like he, I don't know. I, I guess kind of in that sense. Yeah. That's what I would call him. He's like the, the team coordinator that's bringing together the new Avengers that's going to be taking on these new threats. Wong's a smart guy. He's now mm -hmm. the uh, Sorcerer Supreme. I think he's he knows more than he's letting on right now. I think he's aware of some of these things that are going on with his mystical abilities. And I feel like he's personally planning to uh, prepare for what's to come. He might not know what is coming, but he knows that something big is coming. They have right. to have something with Wong. There's no way that you just throw him in all these different things. Like he's the one who went and got Shang-Chi. He's the one who he's the one who now is talking to Jennifer Walters. He's yeah, I think there's just there's gotta be a reason that Wong is doing. I mean, yes, he is the Sorcerer Supreme, so it like makes sense that he's taking this role very seriously because maybe he saw that Doctor Strange didn't. I don't know. But like, yeah, I think there's gotta be some reason that Wong's they, I think they have a big plan for Wong. They have to. And like you said, Daredevil. I'm shocked that he's in his yellow suit. Mm -hmm. Like his his original first appearance outfit. It makes me wonder if it's just going to be like a suit for this show. Like I really do hope he goes back to the traditional red. Well, I think uh, you have to different, differentiate like right away, especially. You have to make it stand out. You can't just necessarily pick up and plop the Netflix one into this. You almost have to make them different and then maybe give them a reason to have a different suit. It makes me wonder how much it's going to tie into that Netflix series since all of that stuff is on Disney Plus now. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be same universe or not. But 
we're getting all of the daredevil uh everybody was like bring in daredevil and kevin feige's like fine i'll put him everywhere is that what, <laughs> what? and well, we're all like yes yes starting exactly with what we wanted starting with she hulk charlie cox is going to be voicing daredevil in the spider-man freshman year mm-hmm. animated series he's then going to be showing up with kingpin in the echo series and then he's going to be in his own series as well so that's four different projects or projects not that, only that but his show is 18 episodes long <laughs> which which we'll get to yeah. we'll get to that any other thoughts on she-hulk before we move on I genuinely can't wait i don't remember the last time other than maybe moon knight that i was this like hyped for the show like all the other shows i've been excited for wandavision probably maybe the most because that was the first one and everything but like this show with the trailers and what i know of she-hulk and how funny and how open and how like the story behind i i just cannot wait for this one i think it's and obviously daredevil and putting it into it. and jamila jamil as the bad as the baddie too i cannot oh she's awesome i yeah i'm so excited for everything in this because it's opens up we get frogman too how many st- there's gonna be so many random obscure heroes in this that need lawyering i oh yeah i absolutely cannot wait for this one last question before we move to black panther is this the show where Hercules comes in and has his first going for his first outing instead of just standing there looking all sexy like Mr. Roy Kent? <laughs> It'd be a really good way to immediately put him in there. Oh, that's a good question. Ooh, I don't know. I doubt it. I think we get him in an after credit scene after Black Panther. From the little bit of comic book background knowledge i have on she hulk i do know that her and hercules have interacted <laughs> that's true in, actually in I, and i think they might have even dated at one point so i'm not gonna rule it out <laughs> i would be very happy if he did show up <laughs> i actually yeah now that you say that i'm all for it <laughs> i could basically repeat everything that you said i'm super excited for she hulk i've been excited for she hulk since they announced it um i i think she's a fun character especially with the fourth wall breaking that i knew from even before the trailers came out so i've always been psyched i'm i'm very curious to see who else shows up in this show Mm -hmm. that we that we don't know about yes i'm excited for she hulk and her journey and her show in and of itself but i can't be i can't sit here and not say that i'm not excited to see who all shows up all right just thought of a major i i have my major prediction for the show i think at some point they're going to need a private investigator to figure to get some dirt right and they hire jessica jones that's my that's my prediction for the show dude if she showed up then luke cage would have to show up is this is this where we get our mini defenders reunion i mean you gotta think they have they this is this is always how they do it. They did it with Multiverse of Madness, right? They showed us Patrick Stewart so that we could get John Krasinski in the movie, right? They, you show us Ooh. Daredevil in the trailer to get us to another big reveal somewhere else. It's not the big reveal is not going to be Frogman. We already saw him in his rocket power boots. The big, re- <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal is going to be. I th- it's got to be. I would assume it's one of the two, like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. But I think, like literally, Matt Murdock saying we need a pr- we need a better private eye. And them going and hiring Jessica Jones would be awesome. I think if we get Jessica Jones, Luke Cage has to come in. And I feel like... Wouldn't mind it. At the same time, fuck it. (laughs) With with how... 
with how loyal we are to the source material a lot of times with the themes, at least of the Marvel comics, Jessica Jones is pretty much attached to the hip to Luke Cage, mostly because they're married in the comics. They eventually have a kid together. I think if we are going to have one, why not have the other? Along with that, I really hope that, I mean, yes, we've seen that we're going to see Daredevil, but I really hope we get a lot of Matt Murdock being yeah, a lawyer in this show as well. Th those are like the big things that I'm hoping for. So we spent a lot of time on She-Hulk, but they, yeah. they gave us a trailer. There's a lot of stuff that we could dissect and talk mm -hmm. about. A lot of these are just going to be reading through and saying how excited we are. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next thing that is on the list, the lineup for this year. The last Marvel thing that we have this year, uh, it's a biggie. It's one that before Comic-Con, I wasn't sure if it was even going to come out this year, mostly because nothing was said about it and, and all of the rumors and the drama that went behind the scenes during production on this. I was like, "There's, they're going to push this, this back. So I was very pleasantly surprised to see that we are, in fact, getting Black Panther Wakanda Forever in November, on November 11th, to be exact. Uh, they dropped the trailer. They had the cast come out. They did, I don't want to say a musical number, but like they had musicians that came out on, on the stage and they did a whole number thing. And this trailer, I liked the Black Panther movie. It's not one of my favorite movies. I've been excited, but not like overly excited for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I've been more curious than anything. Watching this trailer, though, I think I'm the most excited for Black Panther in the MCU now than I've ever been. Just because this trailer looks was phenomenal. This movie looks absolutely incredible. I'm really excited to see where they go with this nation that's mourning the loss of their king, how they pick up the pieces while also having Namor and not Atlanteans, but his people coming and invading Wakanda. And I'm really curious to see who the next Black Panther is going to be. Kyle, thoughts? Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I've watched this trailer about 40 times. Uh, it's genuinely one of my favorite trailers of all time <laughs> like i it's so the music is phenomenal the story that they somehow tell within a trailer i yeah like you said i mean everything that you said basically like i'm just so excited to see how they handle it seems like they handle uh the passing of chadwick very well because they kind of they they, they honor him by honoring t'challa at the same time like it's going to be i think that's going to be so powerful i know i'm gonna cry five times in this movie at least it's going to be it's going to be hard to watch <laughs> quite frankly but at the same time like it, I'm, my eyes are going to be glued to this because like you said they added in they, they add in the two second flash of the black panther at the very end um because of course they do because they need us to talk about something which is perfect they know what they're doing with this with this trailer um there's so many theories behind that i still think there's a chance it's going to be killmonger i i just i, I I think it. I think there's a good way to do it. I don't know if they're going to do it. I would love them to see it because, I, yeah, love Michael B. Jordan. I think it's going to be Nakia. I think it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. For some reason, I just don't think it's going to be Shuri. But who knows? I. I'm. I'm. If they tell a good story, which it looks like they're going to, I'm excited for it. Namor is going to be awesome. They've teased him a few times in the MCU. 
I looks amazing. Looked very comic accurate. I, oh yeah. The flooding of Wakanda is going to be, I mean, I talk about cinematography. I, I cannot wait to see how that looks. It already looks amazing in the fire and the throne room. And I just, everything I, the, the movie looks vis- visually stunning. There's this weird the the weird part in the middle of the trailer where the with the, the army and it looks like it, it looks like a Avatar almost where there are people coming in to you know take take away I don't even know it looks like they're digging for more vibranium. I yeah I absolutely like you said I don't think I've been this excited for Black Panther yet in the MCU. I am just so excited for this movie. You answered some of the questions I was going to ask you. <laughs> I'm sure. Which, which isn't fun. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't think Killmonger is going to be in this movie. I mean, Michael B. Jordan is charismatic as all. But if you look at that character, like that character is not a good guy deep down. He talked about killing women, children, slaughtering like an entire nation in the first movie in what if when they could have given him a hero's journey they still kept him a bad guy true and i i don't think he's i don't think he's gonna come back i don't think think about the redemption arc now (laughs) if you look at all the scars on his body he's killed so many people like can you redeem that Uh, again michael b jordan he is a very charismatic actor he crushed the role that he was given in that movie I feel like that character fulfilled its arc. If if he were to come back, it wouldn't be a redemption arc. I Even, think he would still be trying to take that throne, that nation. I think he'd still have the same goals and wants that he had in that first movie. And I don't think he would turn. I don't think he would turn good. I I don't think that fits the character. Even if he doesn't come back, I strongly do think he makes a cameo only because of the one line that's in this trailer we get the i can't remember the queen her saying that her entire family's gone that obviously means something happened to sherry we know sherry's alive but unless that speech randomly was during the blip but i don't think they're going to do that i think something happens to sherry i think she has a near-death experience and she goes into the oh now i'm forgetting the word the ancestral plane um and i believe you know they'll probably do something like t'challa's a an actual panther and they won't give him any speaking lines you know they'll they'll do something like that but they could have the former king and they could uh, killmonger was a king in black panther technically so like he could be in there as well i think i think there's going to be some sort of cameo in there but i think sure he's going to be in the ancestral plane at some point you you convinced me that that he could show up as a cameo in that form because you you bring up a lot of good points he was technically king of wakanda he did take the purple flower and he was he did go into the ancestral plane for a while. I think that would be a very interesting way to whoever is the Black Panther. Not saying it's going to be Shuri. Not saying it's going to sure. be and anybody at this point. I'll, I'll say my predictions in a little bit. But whoever takes the flower and goes to the ancestral plane, that would be a good and interesting way to have that person not interact with T'Challa. It could be a very, very cool way of that person getting there and being like, why are you here? Where's T'Challa? Where's my king? And have him be like, your king is unable to come here right now. In the comics, 
T'Challa works with the kings of the past in the ancestral plane. Like he has like a like a higher role with them. So they could somehow tie that into the movie as to why he couldn't be why he doesn't appear in the ancestral plane when whenever somebody comes, because obviously we can't have Chadwick Boseman here to do that part. So it would be interesting if he was the one to like deliver that message. Again, you went and answered my questions before I could even ask them that line that the queen says in the movie about all of her family being sacrificed and her losing everything. My question was going to be, do you think that Shuri dies in this movie? I could see it. I could see it only because of only because of the reports of all the behind the scenes things. That, that was going to be my main, my main argument, all of like the drama of her during production that came out about how there was difficulties working with her. If you watched the San Diego Comic-Con panel uh, with the entire cast up on stage, you could say this before, and it hasn't changed in the fact that not body shaming at all when I say this, but the actress who plays Shuri is a small and petite woman. And it, at least for how she looked on stage at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago, it didn't look like she beefed up at all to be the, a potential in the one character. shot where she's in the one shot where she's deafening up uh Riri Williams it does look like she looks bigger than she did in the other movie so it looks like she's got a little bit of tone there not not saying that she has to be toned either she doesn't have to bulk up for the part if she, if she um, ends up being panther from the ass cheek and half a thigh that we saw <laughs> black panther i that looked more toned and physically fit than she looked to me at all in the trailers and up on stage i agree and the fact that that the queen does say that she loses her entire family i i could i'm not gonna say 100 percent she but she i could does see. specific she does specifically say my entire family is gone yes she doesn't say that they're all dead or that they're all you know like she does say gone so me again sure he could be kidnapped for all we know who knows she could so you said Nakia. You think it's going to be Nakia? I, I would agree. Uh, if if I was writing this movie and I'm looking at the cast of characters that we have, the cast of Wakanda characters, and if we're deciding to go a female route, I'd probably would pick Nakia, mostly because it's it's an interesting arc for her to take, mm-hmm. being that even in the first movie when T'Challa when they find t'challa and um before they even revive her the queen wants nakia to take the flower and become the black panther and she turns it down she doesn't want it she never wanted really anything to do with the royalty stuff with wakanda she wanted to be out in the world helping the world so uh it it could make some good drama and character arc if you're taking that uh resistant character and putting them in that central role well, um, and you don't have to put her in the throne either. We see several shots of uh, uh of the queen needing the throne. Like she, maybe yeah. she, maybe she takes over the political side of it because we we know too from T'Challa being the Black Panther before his dad passes away. You don't have to be Black Panther and king at the same time, or you know, you don't have to be ruler and Black Panther at the same time. They can be mutually exclusive. It just normally goes hand in hand. But you could have Nakia as the sh- soldier, which she wants to be, and 
the queen is the queen. I'm ter- I feel terrible that I forget her, that I forget her name. If uh, if we wouldn't have seen that very feminine looking butt of Black <laughs> Panther, I would have said that Mbaku could have been a potential candidate to take on that role since he tried to do it in the first movie. He's obviously shown leadership and demonstrated that with his tribe. Uh, that could have been interesting. Um, another potential that I will throw out there is um, Okoye. I thought about it. It's interesting. I don't know. I, I'm not sold either, but I, I'm not going to take her off the table. Uh, being the leader of the Dora Milaje, I think yeah. she's more than a fit more more than fit to be a candidate for that role. If I have to put it down to two, though, I think I honestly think that you could have both Shuri and Nakia be the Black Panther and, and at different points in time throughout that movie. I think you could start off with Shuri, and maybe that's how she she gets taken off the board, failing to be the Black Panther, showing that she may be the smartest person in the MCU, but she might not be the best fit for the Black Panther role. And then that's when uh, Nakia has to step in. My main argument for Nakia, and this is purely based on the trailer, <laughs> uh, is it opens with her, right? And it fades to black. And then everything else is pretty much cut, 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 cut. Until the very last shot when it cuts to black. And then comes back up. Black Panther claws out. Kendrick Lamar saying, and when I wake up. It's almost like a dream. Like they're telling a story within the trailer of her almost the dreaming this movie together. And then at the end, it's her waking up. And usually in trailers, you want to, you're telling a story a, a shorter story of the story and you usually want to come full circle literally when, make, when, when cutting and making trailers and like yeah. you said that's the guy who that i only i only say this but I, I did so many deep dives on this trailer the, the 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 guy who was in charge of this trailer has said several times that he sees movie trailers as someone dreaming about the movie one of the characters dreaming about the movie and he says that Music is one of the first things that he incorporates into his trailer and he builds around it. It's one of the most important things. So those two together, Nakia being the first person that they show, not really. I think there's one other shot of her in the whole trailer. She tells me that she's in the suit a lot and they didn't want to show it. Yep, I would agree. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about with this trailer is Namor. <laughs> when you look at the comic version of him you're like how do you translate that to the big screen without looking absolutely cheesy because (laughs) it is it is a guy with an army cut with an army haircut wearing scaled green speedos and has wings on his feet and this movie i think did a phenomenal job translating it to the screen i like that they're not as that they're not atlanteans we're getting away separating ourselves from Aquaman and the everything that's going on with Atlantis and the DC world. And I like that we are getting into more Aztec mythology with this. And I, I think incorporating the style, the Aztec styles into Namor's character as well, like definitely helped with the appearance of him. I'm super excited to see Marvel's first mutant um, on, on the big screen for the first time. Like I said, I I couldn't be more excited for this movie. I am more excited for the Black Panther franchise and Black Panther and the MCU than I've been. 
Hey everyone, Brian here with a slight change of plans. So Kyle and I, as we were recording, we realized that we had quite a bit of things to discuss when it came to all the Marvel announcements at San Diego Comic-Con back at the end of July. We didn't realize how much we had to talk about, how long we were going to be talking. It ended up being around a two-hour episode, so we are actually going to cut this episode off right here with the ending of Phase 4, the talk of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We will be bringing you Phases 5 and 6, all the announcements that were made about those, and our thoughts and opinions and speculations about things to come in next week's episode. We thank you all for joining us on this ride. Before we go, though, we have been your Midwesterners. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to this podcast wherever you find a podcast. Please remember to rate and review, share and subscribe, be kind, please rewind. All of those things will help this channel continue to improve and grow and be the Midwestern Nerds podcast that you want to listen to. For your Midwestern Nerds this week, I've been Brian Stoffel. My co-host has been KO Kyle Olson. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or crazy announcements, keep it nerdy.